Well, good morning, church. Thank you so much for joining us online this morning. You know, if there's ever a time um, to remember that the church is more than just a building, it is on a day like today. Uh, if you are new with us this morning, man, thank you so much for joining online. Uh, our, our prayer for all of us today is just that we are able to experience the, the peace and the comfort and the assurance that, that only comes from our Heavenly Father. Uh, my name is Sean. I am one of the ministers here on staff at Sherwood Oaks. And man, I don't know about you, but it has been um, quite a week. <laughs> Uh, I think that we are on like plan D or E for this morning. I, I don't even know where we were. I lost track sometime on Thursday afternoon. It has been just quite a week. You know, schools are closing. Uh, universities and colleges are telling students to go home. Churches are telling people to stay home. Uh, March Madness has been canceled. Uh, the, the Masters has been postponed. And and I think you know, maybe even more importantly, many of us have just been wondering, like, what does all of this mean? We've been asking all of these what if questions. You know, what if I get sick? What if someone that I love gets sick? What if the stock market just kind of plummets? What's going to happen to some of these safety nets that I've put myself, uh, build up for myself? And, and we're just asking all of these questions. And I know that, that there are many people right now that are, are just kind of thinking to themselves, man, we are making way more out of this than what we actually should. This is not that big of a deal. Well, this is totally overblown. But then I think we also have people on the other end of the spectrum that, that are, are like locking themselves up in their living room, surrounded by hand sanitizer and toilet paper. And you're saying to yourself, I'm not going anywhere. Like I am right here, riding this thing out until it's gone. And I think that probably most of us, uh, we fall somewhere in between on that spectrum. Like we just don't know how to respond to something like this. But it's not just this particular situation. I mean, if we're honest, at least for me, I know many of us, we, we have a hard time knowing how to respond when life throws us a curveball. How to respond when, when things go differently than what we had anticipated. When, when we come against something that we weren't expecting. And so how do we respond when something like the coronavirus comes our way? Well, I think that Jesus gives us a pretty good plan for how to do just that. So if you have a Bible or a Bible app that you like to use, uh, I invite you to turn with me to Matthew chapter six. We're going to be looking at, um, at the Lord's prayer this morning. And, and, and Tom mentioned uh, at the beginning of our service, we're, we're pushing our study uh, through the life of Daniel back just a little bit. Uh, my, my family and I, we had uh, dinner last night with um, Henry and Crystal Shetler. Uh, they invited us over and they were asking, you know, this is like a perfect series. Are we going to continue it because of, of this idea of resilient faith? And, and while it, the theme does really work, we just felt like, you know, this is, a, this is a time and this is one of those weekends where we just need to pull back a little bit and, and maybe God has a different message that he wants to speak to us. And so like, like I said this morning, we're going to be looking through the, the Lord's Prayer and just unpacking what we can learn from it during this time of upheaval and uncertainty. And in this passage, Jesus teaches us first what we should do in times like these. 
And then he follows it up by teaching us how to do it. And so we see this in the very first part, uh, Matthew chapter six, verse nine. This is what Jesus says. This then is how you should pray. And so immediately what we see is that Jesus starts with the assumption that we are, are praying. And, and prayer is this beautiful gift that God has given us to connect our hearts with the heart of our father. And all throughout scripture, we are told to pray in every season of life. We are told to pray without ceasing, to pray when everything in life is coming together and to pray when everything in life feels like it is falling apart. And throughout the gospels, Jesus modeled this kind of prayer life for us, especially during those most stressful and painful seasons of his life. We actually read multiple times that Jesus would withdraw. He would go to a solitary place where he would spend time praying. And so if you want to respond like Jesus in the midst of this upheaval, in the midst of this uncertainty. I think first and foremost, it starts with, with prayer. And in the following verses, Jesus teaches us how to do that. And he says, it starts like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Jesus says, listen, before you get to all of the things that you need from God, pause and reflect on God. Slow your heart down, slow your pace down, your mind down, and just focus on this big, powerful, holy God who is the creator and the sustainer of all things, but who is also close enough to be called our Heavenly Father. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible is Psalm chapter 46. And and it starts off by saying that, that God is our refuge and our strength, that he is an ever-present help in trouble, that, that God is this safe place where our souls can run to find rest, where what is happening outside of us does not affect what's happening inside of us because we are safe and secure in him. He is our refuge and then there's this refrain that we read in verse 7 and 11 that is so powerful. It says this, the Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. The Lord Almighty. It, it, it conjures up this image of this God who is big and powerful and awesome. The Lord Almighty is with us. He is near. And then it goes on. It's followed up with the God of Jacob, which reminds us of this intimately personal God who is close and that this Lord Almighty is with us. This God of Jacob is our fortress. And because God's with us, because of his power and his presence, because of God's transcendence and his eminence, the author of this psalm tells us in verse 10, be still and know that he is God. And so in this time of turmoil, man, do not lose heart. Do not be dismayed. Instead, be still in the presence of God. Let your heart rest in him. 
God is still on the throne and he is still by your side and no virus, no pandemic, nothing can or ever will change that. And because of that, your heart can find rest in him this morning. Jesus continues his his prayer in verse 10. He says, as you pray, pray this, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, what's interesting about verse 10 is that after you pray this prayer, then you become the answer to that prayer. And not to oversimplify it, but, but the kingdom of God comes to earth when we begin to live like Jesus. And and I believe that you are never more like Jesus than when you serve. And as the body of Christ, we have this unique opportunity to make the kingdom of heaven feel just a little bit closer to earth in the way that we serve others during this time. I I threw it out on my, my Facebook page on Friday night. Just, you know, what are some ways that we can serve those in our community during this, during this uncertain time? Here's some of the ideas that were thrown out. One idea was helping with childcare for your friends and neighbors who have to work. You know, the, the, the truth is, is that um, many families in our communities are going to be kind of scrambling to figure out um, how do I care for my children while, while I still need to go and work. And they need to work because they need to be able to pay bills when they come due next month. And, and so many of us, we have an opportunity to look around and say, hey, maybe we can open up our homes Maybe we can make our families and ourselves available to provide childcare so that others can go and provide for their family during this time when schools are closed, when many babysitting and daycare services are closing down as well. Another idea is make sure children in your neighborhood have enough to eat. You know, there are, there are many children in our communities that rely on a free and reduced lunch program. And I know that schools are doing everything that they can, but, but be aware of maybe those kids in your neighborhood that rely on breakfast, that rely on lunch from their school. And, and let's, let's pray together as a church. How can we step in and fill that place where maybe there's a gap during this time? Be tuned in to those around you and look for needs as they arise. Check in on your neighbors. Reach out through phone calls and cards or messages. You know, one of the best ideas that I've heard so far is, you know, nursing homes are basically on lockdown right now. And and so these folks who already feel so isolated and alone, we have an opportunity. Like, get, get together with your family, with your friends, maybe with your life group, and just write out notes. Have the kids color pictures and just send those to nursing homes to be a blessing uh, to, to folks who maybe feel pretty lonely only right now. Pray with people. Pray for people. And then this last Friday afternoon, uh, there was a need that actually came to our office. I just wanted to share with us the, this morning, there was a representative from Meals on Wheels. And, and they said that in, in this time, a lot of their delivery drivers who, um, who are older and, and are a little bit concerned themselves about contracting something or about spreading something, um, they have stepped away as drivers during this time. And so Meals on Wheels is looking for emergency drivers right now who can deliver food to seniors in our community so that they don't go hungry. They're looking for individuals who would be willing to get on the phone and just make well-check calls uh, to people in our community and make sure that they're okay, to make sure that they have everything that they need during this time. And you can get involved in that. If you're interested or you want to sign up, you want to get some more information, you can go to their website. It's uh, bloomingtonmealsonwheels.org. So go and, and check that out. But during this time, 
I think all of us as a church and individually, we have an opportunity to pray for the kingdom of God to come and just to feel a little bit closer to earth. And as we pray that prayer, then let's begin to look up and look for opportunities to do just that. If you've been a Christian for any amount of time, all of those sermons that you've heard, all of those Bible studies that you have attended, all of those life group sessions that you've been a part of, all of that has been preparing you for this moment. And so put your faith into action and serve. Let's show this world how beautiful the body of Christ can be when it comes together for the good of others. Next, Jesus prays this in verse 11. Give us today our daily bread. And so when Jesus is teaching us to to pray, he says, ask God only for what you need for today, our daily bread, not our weekly, not our monthly. Instead of stockpiling, let's make sure that our neighbors have enough. Check in to make sure and see if they need anything, especially your elderly neighbors who might be extra cautious, who might be extra concerned about getting out during these times. And then Jesus says to pray this in verse 11. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And you might think, well, how, how does a verse on forgiveness apply to situations like the coronavirus? But believe me, after a couple of weeks of being locked in the home with your kids, um, it's going to apply. Like, trust me, it's going to apply. <laughs> And during times like these, we need to pray for an extra amount of grace and forgiveness for one another. Because times of uncertainty and fear cause many of us to react in ways that that maybe we wouldn't otherwise. Thursday night, we were putting our girls to bed and talking about all the schools around us that, that were closing and I'm, and I'm pretty sure that, uh, that my oldest daughter, Adeline, she's in second grade, I'm pretty sure that she went to bed that night just convinced that when she woke up in the morning, she was not going to have to go to school. And so she went to bed that night with just a, a little bit of a smile on her face, thinking that Lawrence County schools were going to be canceled. And so she got up the next morning, Friday morning, and I was downstairs uh, on the couch reading, and she came down in her pajamas, you know, hair all disheveled, uh, half asleep still, carrying her, her stuffed bunny. And she looked at me, and she goes... Daddy, is school canceled today? Is school canceled today? And, and I said, no, sweetie, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, we still have school today. And she looked at me. She goes, and threw her bunny down on the ground and turned around and stomped back upstairs. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> I was asking her later, true story, I was asking her later if I could share this story. And, and she said, um, that's fine, but but can you say that Nora did it instead? (laughs) And Nora was right there and Nora said, that sounds like something I would do. (laughs) But you know what? If I'm honest, it also sounds like something I would do too. Not that I would like throw my stuffed animal on the ground and stomp away upstairs and go back to bed. But there are times when um, I react poorly, when things change. Times that I react poorly when things don't go the way that I expected them to go. This is a stressful time for everyone. And so let's just be kind and forgiving to one another and be willing to give an extra amount of grace and forgiveness in light of the amazing grace and forgiveness that we have received through Christ. 
And then Jesus finishes the prayer with these words, verse 13. He says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. You see, we need to pray because Satan wants nothing more than for this situation to divide our country, to make us live in anger and fear. And and, and fear-based reaction creates this restlessness inside of us. It steals our peace and our joy. It causes us to lash out towards others, to make rash decisions. It causes us to behave as if God is not sovereign. Fear makes us turn towards self-preservation instead of self-sacrifice. I think it's one of the reasons why the command to fear not is repeated over 300 times throughout the Bible. The command is not to overlook or to minimize the obstacles that are in front of us. The command is not to overlook or minimize the power of the God around us and inside of us. In Christ, we are no longer slaves to fear because God has promised to be with us and he is for us in sickness and in health, in joy and in sorrow. Paul writes these words in 1 Timothy 1.7. He says, for the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Jesus says in John 10.10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus is looking at you and he's saying, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. So don't let Satan steal your joy. Don't let him make you afraid. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. And so in this time of upheaval, and certainty. May our restless hearts find rest in our Heavenly Father. May we look for ways to bring life, look for ways to bring unity and peace and love. As a family, may you consider how you can serve those who are affected by this disease or, or affected by the response to it. Pray for those who are sick. Pray for our country, for our leaders, both locally and around the world, that God will give them wisdom. And pray for boldness to love and to serve at a time when the world needs the church to be the church, not a building, but the beautiful body of Christ put into action to love and to serve the way that Jesus loved and served. May the name of Jesus be made known during this time and may the church shine brightly as a beacon of hope and a beacon of light for all to see. Let's pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread and forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.